In the last season of Precipe Your Luck, Jane Doe, the sourdough starter, was created, but just barely clinging to life. Cosmic crisp apples were being hyped to ridiculous proportions, but struggling to find their way into actual stores. Kate and Ian were supposed to make chicken Vesuvio, but are they ever going to cook again? And will they ever pick something with capers? Confused? You won't be after this episode of Precipe Your Luck. It's time for episode number 19 of Precipe Your Luck. This week we talk about the chicken Vesuvio we made last week and one other time, and then we play another exciting game of Precipe Your Luck. I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi everyone, welcome to season two. Our hiatus dragged a little bit longer than anticipated, but I like to think we had a period of extraordinary personal growth and are more ready to tackle life. Do you think that's true for you, Ian? Uh, let's go with yes. Yeah, not me, me, me neither. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. Jane Doe died. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> it was sad. I have purchased, she, we were keeping her in a plastic um, container. So I have purchased a smaller new glass vessel in in which to create a new starter. I like to think her feisty sourdough spirit will live on, but that the mold that killed her will not. (laughs) So the cosmic crisps are out. I have tried them. You have tried them. Yes. Do they live up to the hype? See, I think if the question is, do they live up to the hype? I'm going to say no, but I think this is one of those things that almost couldn't live up to the hype. They hyped it so much. I can't remember the last time a food item was hyped like this. The Popeye's chicken sandwich? Okay, yeah, and it didn't live up to the hype either. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I I don't think it's a spoiler and we're not going to talk about it. Okay. I think it depends on what the hype is saying. If you go back to that original NPR article, it was about creating an apple that can replace the Red Delicious. Well, that's true. Now, compared to the Red Delicious, it's a masterpiece, right? Yes. So, like, everyone I've talked to... um, like where I work and stuff about this apple, they're like, oh, we love the Honeycrisp. Well, the problem with the Honeycrisp, it was hard to, it had a short growing season and it bruised easily. Yeah. The Cosmic Crisp fixes that problem. So, so, because it's easier to grow, grows longer, it's easier to store, it doesn't get brown as quick when you cut it up, so it's going to be easier to use it in salads and whatnot. Now, has this changed fruit as we know it? No. <laughs> right. But it's a pretty darn tasty apple. No, that it is, yes. It's easier to eat by hand than, say, a Granny Smith, which has that really thick peel. Don't yeah. you agree? Yeah, that's true. It's pretty sweet. But it's not too sweet. It's got a nice texture. And it bakes yep. well. We made, um, what did we make? We made caramel apple squares with it. Oh, them. yeah. And those were yummy. And those it held yummy. its shape. And our our signature apple pie uses two apples, the Macintosh. We usually use the Pink Lady. Because uh, the Pink Lady holds its, holds its um, texture, at, whereas the Macintosh just kind of dissolves and makes, like, the thickener. Right. right? So this didn't dissolve. It still held its shape. So I yes. think that you were expecting too much from the apple if you thought it was going to transform everything. <laughs> right. I think it was the long lead up to getting it 
Well, if anything, that's what killed it. Oh, sure. Killed that, the, I mean, that's usually the biggest thing with yes. overhyping. It's really not even so much the overhype as much as the we started hyping it too soon. I will continue to buy them because I think they're yummy. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I don't, don't get me wrong. They are, it is a very fine apple. I enjoy it. And our preferred um, apples, the pink ladies, they bruise really easily. You know yeah. how many apples you have to go through at the store to find pink ladies that, aren't, that don't have significant bruises in them? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I can't argue with that. And if you're feeding fruit to kids, they are less tolerant of stuff like that than adults. Adults can be like, oh, it'll be fine. Kids freak out about that stuff. They do. Yeah. Was it, was it you who told me the story about the, the kid who treated like a bruised banana like it had cancer? Or was that somebody else who was telling me that story? I can't remember. I'm I sorry. don't know. I can't remember okay. that Okay, somebody was story. telling me a story about a kid who, like, like if there was even the tiniest little bruise on his banana, it wasn't even like you could cut around it. Like, he wanted the whole banana thrown away. He oh, yeah, I don't think that was me, but, yeah. So this, you know, could help parents feed their kids. That's true. Fruit. So it's a good apple. It is. And it's a good example of government and capitalism working together. That's true, too. We forget about that sometimes. We do. So. Yeah, I just, I guess, I guess really all I want, all I would say is that if I'm still just talking about, like, what's my favorite apple to just, you know, pick up and eat out of my hand, I would still prefer a pink lady to a Cosmic Crisp, but the Cosmic Crisp is a good apple and I would eat it anytime happily. Yes. Okay. I'll agree with that. What about an old bruisey pink lady versus a Cosmic Crisp? <laughs> versus a nice clean Cosmic uh, Yeah. That becomes a tougher call, doesn't it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I rec- my recommendations, go out and try that Cosmic Crisp. It's not, it, don't get me wrong, it does not taste like candy. You aren't going to confuse it for anything other than an apple, but it's still yummy. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. All right. So we don't really have anything like super exciting to talk about. So let's move on to talking about Chicken Vesuvio. Can you remind us of the description, Ian? Sure. Chicken Vesuvio is a classic Chicago restaurant dish with crisp-skinned chicken and deeply browned potatoes in a potent garlic and white wine sauce. Mm, That sounds good. Yes, it does. So we actually made this twice, once before the holidays and once after them. I think the results were pretty different. Yes, they were. Okay. So where did we buy the ingredients? Each time we bought all the ingredients at Central Market is basically garlic and chicken thighs. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and potatoes. Don't forget. Oh, and potatoes. Uh, How did we deviate from the recipe? Both times we left out the parsley. Uh, How long did it take? I think about an hour overall. And cleanup? Uh, Easier than I thought it would be. We bought this new roasting pan, this new stainless steel roasting pan, and I was worried it'd be hard to clean, but it wasn't that bad. Nice. Yeah. All right. So the results. Okay. Before we talk about the results, can we talk about the name a little bit? Yeah, it, 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 let, let's address the uh, the frozen in time elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, the okay, okay. Um, I don't love that the recipe is named after Mount Vesuvius, the volcano. For those for those who don't remember, that's the volcano that destroyed Pompeii and Herculaneum. I mean, how soon is too soon? Granted, that was over, what, 2,000 years ago? Because it happened in 79 AD. Oh, it wasn't over 2,000 years ago. I'm not good at math. It was a long time ago. 1900. 
Yes. You're, you're within the rounding error there. Yes. So I'm someone who stops down someone who uses that god-awful phrase, drink the Kool-Aid, to remind them that Jonestown was a tragedy involving the murder of hundreds of children, in addition to the adults that lost their life. Yeah. So I don't love this name because they're still even finding stuff figuring stuff out about yes they are still digging the, out the ruins under the volcano just this week there was an article in the washington post about this um body that they exhumed and the brain had turned the brain matter had turned to glass from the heat which is cool and gross and awful <laughs> and I, how scared must that person have been in that like microsecond before death I don't know. Yeah. It just ugh, bugs me. And that volcano's still active, too, with like three yeah. million people living nearby. If that thing blows and they think, I mean, you know, according to Wikipedia, which knows everything, they think it's going to go eventually. So maybe we just yeah. need to call it something else, like Ch- Chicken Chicago or um, Pollo d'Italia Meridiano. Wait. Oh, Mary Meridian it was from the southern south of France. I'll learn how to pronounce it if we change the name. <laughs> southern oh no, so I'm sorry. South uh, Southern Italy. That's chicken of southern Italy. Mary I'll, I'll get my friend Mike Meridian, to, tell us how to pronounce it correctly. Oh yeah, that that would be a big help actually. Name notwithstanding, like we said, we made it twice. The first time, we liked it, but it wasn't as successful. I was not in the best mood when we started to make it. That's on me. I also really hate peeling garlic. The the chicken and the potatoes stuck to the pan, so we lost a lot of the browning. A lot of the appeal of chicken is the crispy, crispy skin. We lost some of that. I struggled with mashing the cooked garlic cloves for the end part. Um... Would you agree with that, Ian? It still tasted okay, though. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, don't, don't, don't misunderstand. Like even the first yeah. time, it was pretty good. But my grumpy mood but, hurt it. But yes, hurt, there, there were definitely some problems with it the first time around. Yeah, but so, it had enough potential. We wanted to make it again, right? And then the second time around, I found a garlic peeling hack on YouTube that oh yeah made everything easier. And I was more I was more careful about getting the pan up to temperature and making sure that the chicken touch the oil before it got on the pan hopefully reducing so it didn't stick as much i think we only had one potato stick this time yeah so that was much easier to deal with and the second time it was so good i thought it was fantastic i mean it was again it was pretty good the first time but it was fantastic that second time i'll definitely make it again yes yes yeah i mean i've always been a fan of white wine sauces Mm -hmm. especially with chicken so, yeah, I mean, garlic and a white wine sauce and chicken and potatoes. I mean, there's just, there's nothing here not to like. And the garlic was so good. It kind of lasted into the evening, too. We could just kind of taste that pleasantness of garlic. Yeah, right. It got roasted enough that it wasn't that bitter, mm-hmm. overpowering garlic. But, yes, there was still enough of a garlic punch that it lasted, yeah, like you said, in the, in the pleasant way. Yes, Definitely. All right, so you have anything else to say about chicken Vesuvio? No, other than go get you a big pan and give it a whirl because it's worth it. Oh, yeah, it. totally. We bought the pan recommended by Test Kitchen, the, the budget pan re- recommended by <laughs> yeah. Test Kitchen because, you know, we're not made of money, folks. 
Um, so, okay. Well, I just recently, for going forward, I just recently signed up for the New York Times weeknight dinner email so we can return to the original conceit of the podcast. I also subscribed to the New York Times, so now we have three newspaper subscriptions <laughs> telling us just how quickly the world is going to hell in a handbasket. It's pretty quick. It's pretty quick. It's a big bummer. Okay, Ian, can you remind people of the rules? Okay, you got it. So this is uh, your classic pressure luck style game. Uh, You must pick one and only one of the recipes you will hear. Uh, Once you pass on it, it's gone forever. If you wait till Friday, which is the last recipe, you have to take it. All right. All right, so are we ready to go? Yep. All right, then here we go. Monday. All right, before we start, sorry, this is actually from January, the week of January 17th, not from this current week, because it was called Life's Best Dinners, and I thought that'd be a good way to bring the show back. Okay, anyway, Ian, please give us the intro for Monday again. Okay, you got it. Monday. Pasta a la vodka. One of life's best weeknight dinners, pasta with tomatoes, cream, chili flakes, and lots of parsley. You really can leave out the pancetta here. Canned tomatoes quickly cooked down to an intense jammy sauce. That's an interesting one. I I think I've had maybe not this exact dish, but at least dishes like it before. Mm-hmm. And even, like, I mean, I think of myself as somebody who really likes tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those really, you know, thick cooked down tomato sauces can get, hmm. I think, just a little too something, too tomatoey, too something. So I'd probably lean towards passing on this one. Okay. I remember like 15, 12, 15 years ago, um, this particular dish, pasta made with a vodka tomato sauce, was like everywhere. It is what every basic woman was using to like show a man she could cook and catch a man <laughs> but i've never actually had it so i'm gonna trust you on it okay okay so moving on moving on tuesday vegetarian skillet chili this melissa clark classic tastes like a slow braise but cooks like a quick bite made up of pantry staples it makes a great thermos lunch and only gets better as the week goes on You're not saying anything. Well, and again, no no offense to any vegetarian listeners, but I just, chili to me is one of yeah. those things that, like, chili is meat. I, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm not going to lie. This does not look like a meal you would enjoy. Okay, good. <laughs> then I feel much better about passing on okay. it. Wednesday. Sheet pan salmon and broccoli with sesame and ginger. Both salmon fillets and broccoli florets are familiar, maybe a little too familiar to the weeknight cook. A quick glaze of honey, ginger, and sesame brightens them right up. Well, I have to admit, I don't hate the sound of a honey, ginger, and sesame glaze. That sounds pretty good. Uh, Salmon's one of our least favorite fishes, and uh, I'm not a big fan of broccoli outside of soup applications. (laughs) I love broccoli, but I don't like salmon. I wouldn't eat salmon just so I could have broccoli. All right. Well, then that's a definite pass. Okay. We're getting close. I know. It's getting dicey now. (laughs) No. I don't know what's coming. This is the worst feeling. Thursday. 
vegetarian carbonara in quotes with spinach. I don't think they know what carbonara <laughs> is. I don't think that word means what you think it does. <laughs> Sometimes pasta comes up more than once a week, especially in the winter. Carbonara always feels like a treat. Here's our new vegetarian-friendly version with smoked provolone or gouda to replace the traditional bacon. Hmm. You know, this, the, the whole smoked cheese thing, I can't remember if we've talked about this before mm-hmm. on the podcast, but I know we have in real life, that I've had some of these smoked cheeses that are just a little smoky and kind of liked them, but... I've had others that it's like just freaking biting into an ashtray. I mean, some of them are so smoky. They're just disgusting. Fortunately, we'd be the ones picking out the cheese. Well, that's true. Huh. You want to go for a vegetarian dish? Could you really make a What's... decent... Car- I'm pondering this whole trying to make a good carbonero with smoked cheese replacing the bacon. It's not like we eat a lot of carbonara. It's not. What are we going to compare it to? Well, the last time we had true. it, which was I can't remember the last time I made it or ate it. Yeah. In fact, I have to admit, I was just I just realized I was thinking of, I was actually thinking of uh, the the we do have a good recipe for pork ragu. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, those aren't even yes, remotely the same. Not the same thing. I, not even remotely the same. I thought they were kind of close. Are they not? No, carbonara is a cream sauce. Oh, it, oh okay. Well, then I'm completely yes. thinking of the wrong thing. Yeah, think of carbonara as being like bacon. It's almost like Alfredo with bacon. Oh, okay. It's got egg in it. It's got, yeah. But think of Alfredo with bacon. Okay. Oh, well, now that sounds more... I do like a good Alfredo sauce. Well, yeah, okay. You're getting too caught up in the Alfredo well, I, part, No, no, but... I know, I know. Okay. Okay. Carbonara is a cream sauce. Yeah. So this looks like pasta with some spinach in it, and I'm sure and it'll be cheesy. That actually doesn't sound terrible. Okay. Is that what you want to pick? I think so. Yeah, given the <laughs> other things on the list, it feels the safest. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Let's... Okay. And now we'll see what we didn't get on Friday. Quick chicken and dumplings. Leave a little extra time to prep the vegetables for the supremely satisfying chicken dinner. Chop the carrots, leeks, and celery first and get them cooking while gathering the other ingredients to speed up the process. I do like chicken and dumplings, but looking at these pictures, it's more vegetables and vegetables. I was going to say, yeah, I I think both of us are in the camp of chicken and dumplings should pretty much just be chicken and dumplings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So okay, right. well I'm excited. Yeah, vegetarian pasta carbonara. We have said we want to eat more stuff with. Absolutely. Yes. Ooh, see, there's so many good recipes on this site. I'm glad I'm giving the New York Times more money. Okay. All right. Woo! Actually, this looks pretty good. All right. Well. All right. Then we- we'll uh, hopefully our listeners will. Uh, Tune in soon next week, I hope, to hear how it went. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, We're... oh, wait, wait. Announcement. Announcement. Okay. Podcaster announcement. <laughs> in addition to this recipe, I'm also going to pick a recipe with capers, a user-submitted recipe with capers to have this week. Oh. So I think that addresses all our opening questions. 
Which I that's guess doesn't true. leave much of a cliffhanger for next time. Well, that's all right. It'll mm. be a while before we need a season break again. Hopefully. Well, that's true. But I just mean the next... We, we want people to come back for the next episode. We can discuss Busy's bogus DNA results in the oh, next episode. That's right. The controversy of dog <laughs> DNA testing. Bum, bum, All right. That's all I have. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight... Oh, I think we got rid of the survey, didn't we? We did. But you can email me or hit us us up on Twitter if I figure out how to use it. And if you want to get a recipe put in the randomizer for a future episode, you can email it to us at precipeyourluck at gmail.com. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week. Um, I have something else to add. You talked about the randomizer. We might still have episodes with random recipes. Okay. Okay. So We're leaving the door open to that. We're leaving least. the door open. All right. That's it. Now okay. I'm done. Bye. Bye. <laughs>